there are people that love you imperfectly that still really love you. And finding a way to make that love available to your kids, I think is important. Are you ready to enter the chat? I am so happy to have my sisters here with me today. Everyone say hi. Let's start oldest to youngest. I'm Vanessa. Then we've got Erica. I'm Erica. I'm Leah. Shelly here. Hi, it's Kara. It's me, it's me, little Munzee. It's in the town called STC. I was waiting for that. It's been a while since we've had all of the sissies on for a podcast app, but I thought these ladies are the perfect to come chime in about all things holiday. Now, in our early days of the podcast, we did little episodes with our some of our opinions around holiday traditions. We'll link those in the show notes so you can go check those out. But I had an amazing conversation with Joy Cho earlier this month about her book, Instilling Confidence in Kids. And we talked a lot about how to help our kids find confidence, but also for us, like what does confidence look like as a grown woman and a mother? And it boils down to knowing who you are, what you value. And sometimes the things that you value might be considered unpopular. And it's okay to not see things exactly like your friend, neighbor, or even sisters, because one thing is for sure, as much as we love each other and we were all raised by the same mother, we all have very different points of view. Am I right? You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jinx. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So my goal is to help all of you go into the holidays with more confidence and less stress. And I asked our mom force community, what is stressing them out about the holidays? And we have a few topics to cover. And I want to start with this one. Danielle said, what is stressing her out is elf on the dang shelf. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. We did a poll in the mom force Facebook group and 80% of people said no to the elf on the shelf. My elf likes to stay still because it gets a really good view of the whole house. So that's something to think about if you're not ready to get rid of it. Well, there are some really fun strategies for either getting rid of your elf or if you're an elf person perpetuating that, go check out the Mom Force Facebook group, search for elf. You'll find all kinds of good stuff there. But I want to move on to the topic of presence. Really quickly, how many of you are done with your holiday shopping? I haven't even started. (laughs) I'm almost done. the worst year for that. There are actually people on our Mom First Facebook group who are done with their holiday shopping. That's a whole nother level of organization. That's a whole different kind of personality That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) They probably have all their laundry folded and put away too. Good job, guys. And no dishes in the sink, right? Probably cracked a few of these. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, there goes the Red Bull. All right. Well, Katie, Katie is one of those people. She says, I have had all of our presents bought and wrapped for about three weeks. Wrapped? We have no major travel plans. And I love the holidays. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> Katie, you are my hero. She's a witch, isn't she? <laughs> she has a wand. She's a wizard. Oh Thank God. you, Jesus, for the Katies of the world. Uh, well, Emily, Emily's more like me. She says, what's stressing her out is the fact that she hasn't even started shopping yet. Adrian says, what's stressing her out is getting everyone the perfect gift and not leaving anyone important out. And Melissa says, it's all about money. She's worried about money this year. She says she has most of my kids' gifts already, but it's always so expensive and my dollar is stretched thin as, mm. you know. Mm. So what? I get it. What, what is Just it? Just spell it. <laughs> it says, thin as, thin as, as what? I don't, 
I don't talk like that. But I, I want to hear from you guys. Like, how how are you coping with the stress that comes around shopping and money and buying presents? Okay, I wish I could say that I was better about that this year. But in years past, it's something that our mother did. I have on the top of my closet shelf a bunch of paper shopping bags. And I have the names of each of the kids up on uh, on each bag. And throughout the year, I if I find something cute that's on sale, I put it into their bag so that when Christmas comes around, hopefully there's enough in there for a decent looking stocking. Uh, I love to hit the sale. So after any of the holidays, some of their like trinkety things go on sale and they make for perfect stocking stuffers. So in a perfect world, those paper grocery bags would be full of wonderful things. This year, I went and shook a few and they are still empty. Oh, right. So Dang it. I wasn't quite on top of things, but this is familiar because mom used to do that for us too. So I am very proud of you that you are keeping that tradition because I have zero organization in any part of my life, including stocking. So good work. Ricky. I do that too. Well, I've got, my I've got the bags in the top of my closet too. Actually, we did a little video about this. One of our let's do this sits videos. Yeah. I'll share that in the, in the show notes too, but making it like something that you're doing all throughout the year, rather than just at the end of the year, that is a key. What about you, Leo? Do you have any hacks for this? I tend to overbuy for things. And so I'll end up with extra things that I gotten for Easter baskets or for birthdays. And that goes right into the bag. And sometimes I just wrap those things up for Christmas. Because if they've already gotten too many things for other holidays and things like that, like I just, I like to save it and I gift it in either in the stocking or as a Christmas present. (laughs) I've been known to buy clothes and do that. After Christmas, sometimes I find gifts that I've given my kids that they don't seem to care about. Uh And I will snatch those and put them in the bag for next year. Yes. Regifting. Okay. I have a secret. So you know how mom gives us those or has in the past given us those massive ridiculous stockings. stockings. I will repurpose those things too and put them right back into my Christmas bin so that when I get into the Christmas bin, I have some stocking stuffers or even like our school does a Christmas store that one of the grades manages and I will repurpose those and put those into, I mean, those are things if I, if I already have them or if it's, you know, it seems like too much of measuring cups. Listen, our mom is, she's amazing. And she sends all of us girls, giant stockings of little things from the target dollar spot, basically, or the dollar store. Really fun. It's so fun to have so many things to open, but lots of it I don't need, or I already have one of. So that's so smart, Shelly. Well, Courtney from our mom forest sounds like she's doing the same thing that you're doing, Erica. She says, I buy gifts throughout the whole year. Last year, I started in July, and this year, I started in January. And Natalie, she says, I used to really struggle with staying on budget and keeping track of everyone's gifts, and that stressed me out so much. But one day, I discovered the app Christmas Gift List Tracker, and it was a game Okay. Actually, our CTO, he created an app for this very thing. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. It just helps you stay organized and keep track of what you actually bought, and you can add your partner is a contributor so that you're both on and the also page. so that dad knows what the h anyone is getting because it's a surprise christmas yeah. is a wonderful surprise for him at every turn for every person because <laughs> he has no idea yes. well i think what makes it hard planning ahead for christmas is that we have like three birthdays leading up to christmas and i know a couple of you sissy have close to christmas birthdays yeah. 
So that also can make gift buying a little tricky. Yep. Heather on our Mom Force Facebook group says, I love the holidays, but the most stressful part is having my baby's birthdays so close. November 26th, November 28th, and then boom, Christmas. It gets a tad overwhelming at times, so I just do the best I can. Erica and Leah, you both have December birthdays. Yeah, we do. P.S. They have the same exact day birthday, so double win. P.S. Mom only never even wrapped our presents and put them in bags and gave me soda and chips. Which was also so exciting. Those are the only birthday, the only birthday pictures I ever had were of me opening up a two liter bottle. Yep. I like to set the bow, the, the bar real low in two liter bottles. That's so a great way to do it. <laughs> so mom didn't stress about the quality of the gifts. You were easily impressed. A <laughs> two liter of soda, maybe yes. a box mm-hmm. of Lucky Charms. Somebody asked me this question last night, actually. And I told them that I had the same birthday as my sister on the 10th of December. And she said, did you hate sharing a birthday? And I didn't because I think the attitude of mom that she said, it's so exciting. You have your best friend to celebrate with your whole entire life. She just always made it exciting. And she gave us a cake. You know, she made it special for that day. I never felt like it encroached on Christmas. I think for me, it it worked out for mom because my love language is not receiving gifts. So if anything, like as I've gotten older, it's not that I hate birthdays. If I could just skip over birthdays, I... I'm okay with it. I love giving gifts, receiving gifts. It's not my love language. And so it never was a problem for me sharing a birthday because I was just happy that people were having fun. Well, and one th- one thing about mom that we all know is that more is more. And so more birthdays on more days on, you know, more, more, more. And so it just, yeah, it classic mother of 12 children. More is better. <laughs> well, my friend, her daughter's birthday is on Christmas Eve. And she was sharing some of the things that they've tried to do over the years to really make that feel special. Because I know Christmas Eve is like a whole holiday in itself at at our house. And it would be easy for a birthday to get missed. But they go out. She gets to pick the restaurant. And they go out to dinner wherever she wants to go. Yeah, I think think there's a way to still make it feel special. But it's unique to, to each child. So. But that can be stressful. You could always celebrate a half birthday. Oh, that's true. That was my thought, too. Like. My friend's birthday is on Christmas. She never celebrates on Christmas. She has a half birthday party. You know, and then they just do a special birthday breakfast. That's actually that morning. Brilliant. I love it. All right. So good. All right. Something else that can be stressful the holidays. Jessica says in-laws. All right. I know we are all very lucky to have amazing in-laws, but does anyone here have any tips about how to negotiate some of that, the trickiness that can come up around the holidays? with in-laws? Well, I think I can chime in there. So I don't know about the negotiating necessarily, but I can say that it is very important that we invest in these relationships and meet each other where we can. I feel like for me, I, through these holidays, like we've been married for 17 years, we've just found a pretty good place where we just tell tell our family members what we need. So coming up on this Thanksgiving, John and I are about to move out of the country and we express that like we really want to get together with the whole family and everyone agreed and turned what was going to be like a very small Thanksgiving at Grammy's house with a couple of the family members into like a full-blown 
family reunion, essentially. And that was because I said, like, this is really important to me. And everyone just met me on that. And so I think it's really important that you you tell your family, your, especially when it's your in-laws, because, for, you know, blood family, you can almost just like read each other. It That's it. Like, and you can get sassy and whatever and not very civil and it's, you're good. But when it's in-laws, you really do need, you not tread lightly, but like just being considerate. Don't be a complete beast, but definitely let them know what your needs are and then respect you know, the boundaries that they've set or that you've set so that everybody finds a nice flow. Well, and as a mother-in-law myself, I really, really appreciate when people just tell me what they want. Like I'm trying my best to do the right things and not step in any toes, but it is so refreshing when someone just says, you know what, this is what we want. So communication is always the key. All right. You brought up boundaries and Kat, this is what she posted uh, on our Facebook group about boundaries. And I thought it was really interesting. I want to read it. She says, thankfully, we put so many boundaries up years ago, so the holidays are enjoyable, starting with sitting down with my husband and asking, what's the most important thing? For us, it's always going to be our kids waking up at our home on Christmas morning and taking as much time as we would like. Usually, we're ready for activity around 12, planning out our family activities and making them top priority. So if a family member chooses to plan a party on one of our pre-planned events, Oh, well, we'll also only go to events where we feel like everyone will be kid accepting. We have had family in the past still think that kids should be seen and not heard. And that is a big no. Don't get me wrong. You will get a ton of pushback and people thinking that you are unreasonable, but we are willing because our family is the most priority. So that is a lot from Kat about how boundaries have helped their family. Preach Kat. Yep whatever works for you, but sometimes that can actually end up being. Yes, tricky. it can be tricky because while it is so important to set your family up for success, you have to realize that other people are doing the same thing. I've seen so many friends and even family members that have put boundaries in place that end up becoming more of a prison. That if people aren't willing to play by your rules, then they don't get to be a part of your life. And I think that it is really important just to find that knife's edge between making your boundaries benefit your life and make you cooperative or being a prison. If it's all in the spirit of love and good, clear, honest communication, things are going to work out, right? And I tend to always assume the best of people. Everyone has best intentions. Yes. And I hope everyone always gives me that benefit of doubt, but thanks for showing that other side of how boundaries can sometimes end up being. <laughs> Cause we've all it heard could... of the person that like cuts everyone out of their life because, yeah. but also there are people that love you imperfectly that still really love you and finding a way to make that love available to your kids, even when yeah. sometimes it's not perfectly comfortable to you, I think is important. Well, I'm going to go back to what I said, which was let them know what yep. you need, but don't be a beast. <laughs> don't be a beast. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote down when we were, when I was thinking about that is like, don't get there, sassy. There are especially people that when love you're, you imperfectly. You know, with, like these are new relationships. I've still been really with John love for 17 you. years, but like I've been with you guys my entire that life. Love so available it's just, to your kids. we're, we're a little Even bit when in sometimes the it's not like perfectly comfortable to you. More. It's a I think it's important. less mature the relationship. So you, you handle it delicately. Be, yes. Be, be loving, be kind, be sweet. Be sweet. Well, and we've had a lot of practice because, 
you know, dealing with family because we have a very big family, right? We come from a family with 12 kids and especially around the holidays, having a big family, especially when you live close by to lots of them. Kara, you live by most of our siblings and our parents. That can add a whole nother layer of stress at the holidays. It is such a blessing to be so close to so many of our siblings and mom and dad, but sometimes it can be a little overbearing, especially around the holidays. Like we have always traditionally done a Christmas Eve dinner, even when we were younger growing up. You guys remember mom and dad sitting like 120 people. Oh, mom just sent me, sent me home with 50 of her many placemats from all of her big holiday dinners. So we are- Do you guys remember the metallic bow yes. tie yes. and yes. cummerbund yes. she made? Holiday dinners were a big deal. Okay, We are accustomed to a big Christmas Eve dinner. I married a guy that wanted to make our Christmas Eves a little more intimate and personal with our own little family. So we celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Adam. We have switched our big family Christmas Eve dinner to the day before Christmas Eve, which we call Christmas Adam. And instead of spending days cooking beforehand, like mom used to do, we order in our favorite Thai food. And so we all have Christmas Eve, AKA Christmas Adam dinner together. And then on Christmas Eve, we can do our own little, our own little family's traditions and we have mom and dad over. So it's really nice to be able to still have that fun, big crew get together. But then when things get really like you know, intense on Christmas Eve and you're trying to do the cookie decorating for Santa and the stockings out and all of your own personal traditions. It's nice to have that day just to be your own. So good. I love that. I love Thai food on Christmas. April from our mom force community, she has three kids under three and a half. And she says the biggest stress for her is worrying about enjoying the holiday when trying to split time between all of the families who all live in the same town. So Um, Her strategy is to not make plans, to just go by the seat of her pants and take it as it goes and assume the best. Everyone just wants to spend time together and hopefully with a lot of good communication, she will figure that out. The holidays is just a busy time of year, right? There are demands from family. There are demands from friends, from school, all of the concerts and everything at the end of the year, Uh, a Christmas carol. (laughs) Shelly, your kids are always in a Christmas carol. So many fun things. But it can be overwhelming. And Emily says what's stressing her out the most is the FOMO (laughs) of like missing out. And she says, I just have to lose the FOMO. You can't go to everything. Jesse says there's always way too much to get done and way too much to do with never enough time. Someone always feels left out or is upset about something. And Taylor says what's stressing her out is being around all the people and being a social introvert. (laughs) Okay. So that's a whole other layer. Erica, you can relate to that, right? I relate to that. I can relate to that. So I have a few kids that don't love huge social gatherings. So what we've done in the past before is if I host things, when they have maxed out, they have a place to retreat to. They can go to their bedroom. They can go to the basement. They can just be like, "I've, I've interacted and now I can step out. So hosting your own activities can help with other family members that don't necessarily feel comfortable Mm -hmm. or want to go to another home and feel like they're invading on someone's space. What's on your home turf, you're a little more relaxed and then your kids can have places to retreat to. And I have zero problem saying no to things. I know for some people, more is more is more, all the parties, all the decorating, all the things, leaves looking at you. Yes, that's me. But it can get so overwhelming that I... 
it, it's the opposite. I, I can't remember what the the meme is, the fear, the FOMO. I have the opposite of where I love knowing people are having fun. That's so great. I can't make it. Jomo, the joy Jomo, of missing out. <laughs> the joy of missing out. I have no oh problem with gosh, the joy of missing that's out. Hilarious. Uh, another thing that works is thankfully we do have a big family. And so it's not an all or nothing. So if yeah. some people don't feel like they want to go, you don't have to go. So yeah. and so and so and so wants to. Great. They can go to that family gathering, that play. Uh, especially with a lot of kids, there are hol- there are plays and performances and musicals and sports like that's basketball season. So divide and conquer. You can't yep. hit everything, but at least one person can be at something. And can I just say, as we get invitations to different things, even if it doesn't work for our family, or you know, it's one of those things we have to say no to. Responding that you can't come, rather than leaving them on red or not RSVPing. Had that conversation with one of my children, how if you can't make it to something and his, the argument was it's a group thread. No one's answering. Why do I have to be the one to answer to? Cause it's the kind thing to do. But you don't know that they didn't answer privately. Right, Right. Right. And it's just, it's as a host, you want to know. Yeah. So, and Mm -hmm. it's one of the things on Modern Manners from Brooke Romney. Oh, yeah. I, during this, I love, that's the one that I have opened all the time is Respond. Respond RSVP. If you don't own the Modern Manners Guide by Brooke Romney, that is what you need to get your family for Christmas. It is so good. And you don't have to give an excuse. That was the other thing too I told him is you don't have to say why. Just say thanks for thinking of me. I won't be able to make it. Erica, I love that because I have a husband who is a friend to everybody, but also a social introvert. And we have just, we have just gotten in a really good habit of saying you come or you don't like it. No one's feelings get hurt. If Sam decides he doesn't want to go to a social gathering that I want to go to, as long as he doesn't mind that I'm going without him. (laughs) And, and right now we have a great little excuse. He's two years old and he's hurricane Harry, but it's, so it's nice to have an excuse of why you can't go. But if, if you have a spouse or a kid that wants to stay home or skip out, the best thing to do is not take it personally and just say, okay, well, I'm going and I'm going to have fun. And that goes for the person hosting too. You got to be okay if not everybody can make it to your event. But but it's the responding. It's oh, the yeah. responding that softens it, just letting people know that you can't. Yeah. Well, as all of these invitations come in and all the things start filling up on your calendar. Rebecca has a bit of advice for dealing with the stress that can come along with it. She says, I avoid being stressed by writing things down and making very detailed lists of what needs to be done by when. And that only works because I try to stick with the most important holiday things and not commit to too much extra. So write down all the things that you want to do and then prioritize. And some of those things that you think are an important part of your holiday might not be essential. And you can just cross those off your list, say, no, I, sorry, I can't come to that event and hopefully alleviate a little bit of stress around the holidays. Um, something else that is weighing on people's mind as we go into the holiday season is grief. And a couple of people shared these things. I wanted to read them to you and then get your perspective. Bethany says, my entire family is completely shattered right now. Family members who won't talk to other family members, hurt feelings, anger. It's been going on for almost a year now. This will be the first holiday season in my entire life where my whole family won't be together. It's heartbreaking. Okay, so that is one kind of grief. And then there's a kind of grief that comes when we lose loved ones. Lissa says, I lost my husband a year ago. 
the beginning of December. So I'm stressed about all of the one year mark dates and trying to still make it a fun holiday for my kids when I'd really rather hibernate through the next two months. I remedy it by putting on my big girl panties and showing up for them anyway. It is so hard to have holidays feel different. Our family lost my father-in-law a couple years ago. Give me just a second. I don't want to cry. So stupid. Oh, it's real. It's hard. The idea of getting back to normal isn't achievable because it isn't normal, especially I can't imagine families being broken up at the holidays. Like it's just, you just have to figure out how to make it new without the expectation of it being the same. And so even though I am a big believer of the fake it till you make it, and if I don't feel like things are going great, like acknowledge it, but continue on. Right. But sometimes you just have to set totally new expectations and experience it even with the hurt, because there is a lot of joy and finding the joy, even when there is so much sorrow. I'm chatting with Morgan Harper Nichols for the next episode of the mom force podcast. And one of the things that she teaches is that when we find ourselves in grief or in hard times or Mm -hmm. any of those, you know, hard feelings that the key is to breathe in the present moment, whether your family has estranged themselves for you from you, or you've lost a loved one, there's so much to be grateful for in the moment. And sometimes just like breathing that in and taking that in and, and accepting the fact that it's going to look different than it has in the past. And, and it's going to feel different. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And it's sometimes okay. Even though it's, you can still hate it and still be okay. It's like weird that you can have those very conflicting feelings existing at the same time. Well, sometimes, honestly, when things aren't going the way you want or aren't what they want, sometimes the best thing to do is just run away, you know, breathe in the moment, right? Have gratitude for the moment, but then like totally change things up. And one of the ways that Lene is changing things up is she's going to the beach, finding a cute Airbnb going away with her family so she can just relax and do nothing. And Stacy says it's actually stressing her out trying to find an Airbnb on a beach somewhere because they've decided not to buy stuff for their kids and they are going away. I remember once I proposed that we go away for Christmas and I had like total rebellion for my kids who are very traditional and wanted to be home in their house and their jammies with their tree on Christmas. But I can see really real wisdom in this. Have any of you guys gone away for Christmas? We did last year. We we surprised the kids two days before Christmas and said we were going on out to go fishing, pack a couple things, and we showed up at the cruise port and got on. I had packed a teeny little stocking for each one of them. I packed our Christmas jammies. We did Christmas night, Christmas Eve night, and morning on the cruise, and it was so amazing. It was lovely. I highly recommend doing it. It was the experience that we gave our kids for Christmas and then a couple little fun things for them to enjoy on the cruise. And easy for you to do since you live there in Florida, so close to the cruise port. I dream of doing that. In general, I love running away from my problems. So that sounds like a great (laughs) plan for me. I like get stressed and I'm like, you know what we need? We need to go out to dinner and watch a movie and forget about everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah. Well, honestly, and I think we think we need to give our kids like lots of presents and gifts and yeah. open lots of things, but that actually doesn't make anyone happy. But I have fierce traditionalists yeah, as well who too. are like, no, I don't want to, yeah. I would rather not go on a trip than have to miss Christmas at home. I know. You know what? Force it on them yeah. and they'll change They, they won't have a choice I, I when they're stuck on a boat I know. out at sea. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
guys, thanks so much for all of your points of view. Thanks for entering the chat here with the mom force. Thanks for having us. Lots of new ideas. We're going to share some more on Instagram and stories as this episode goes live. So follow me on Vanessa Quigley uh, at Instagram and I'll tag all my sissy so you can follow them too. But I want to close with one last quote. This came from Vana and she is a wise woman, Vana. She says, don't stress we still have time. We take one day at a time and just focus on the present rather than get anxious about what can or can't happen. Holidays are there to relax and rejuvenate. So change your expectations and focus on what you want and make it happen. So wise. Yes. Thank you all for your advice, your tips, and for being vulnerable about the things that are hard because if it's hard for you, I guarantee you, you're not alone. Other women are feeling that. And if you want to join the conversation with other like-minded women, come over to the Mom Force Facebook group or enter the chat on our Instagram page at Vanessa Quigley at Chatbooks. And until next time, 